Like I would not be offended if my partner went to my parents and said, I would like your blessing to marry Kayla. Right. That's sweet. Like you want someone's parents to be happy with you and, and you know, whatever. Right. But like, I don't want you to go to my dad and be like, how many cows are you going to give me to marry Kayla? I know this podcast is a very big part of your life. You've mentioned it to me multiple times. Kind of a, you know, a bachelor nation groupie. No, no. no. Hold, hold on with me, Derek. Name one thing that I said that's false, Derek. Don't insult my intelligence. Hi, Emily. Hi, Kayla. Happy Spotify Wrapped Day. Oh my God. Happy Spotify Wrapped Day. I love when when people, aka person, one person, posts that <laughs> we were their number one podcast because it's like, wow, you heard my voice a lot. A lot. You, in the last and year. Did you see how many minutes it said she listened to? A lot of minutes of us. That's overwhelming for me. <laughs> I literally was like, that's so incredibly kind let us know if we're in your Spotify wrapped even if we're in your like top five or whatever like let us know we would love to know I would love to Um, know or if like as the alternative you may have just taken like cheese graters to your ears equal (laughs) equal Equal. maybe you stuck the (laughs) q-tip in a little too far and a little too far you know equal um but yeah yeah, happy Spotify wrap day to those who celebrate yeah I like that we led with that and not like oh I hope everyone had a happy Thanksgiving we were like (laughs) mostly Mostly tell us if we're in your Spotify wrap. Spotify wrapped is out. So, you know, hook it up. Um, but I also everyone had a lovely Thanksgiving with your families yeah. and your friends. I know the whole team was traveling last week, so we did not have an episode. So I guess we could like do a 30 second spark note of what happened last oh, week. Cause yeah. there were some like major events that happened last week. Yeah, there were. We could just like sure. spark note it as fast as try. we can. Try our best. Go quick. Yeah, I, God, mean, I, I barely remember it. I kind of pushed it out of my brain. Well, to, except like a few key moments. The good news is I watched them both today. So I can give oh, a, a good you're fresh. Yeah, I'm yeah, you're fresh. fresh. So basically last week, um, week before hometowns, yet we had way too many men for it to be the week before hometowns. So we had to cut the group in half. Um, so the first one-on-one, they meet all of Miss Young's students and the students are in charge of picking who has the one-on-one. I don't know how true that was that they were in charge of it, but I kind of liked it if it was true. I liked it. I thought they were cute. I really liked the students. I was kind of sad that we didn't get to like cover them fully, but they were yeah. cute. Very they were cute. very cute. They hung out with the guys a little bit. And you know what? To their credit, like Clayton was the most natural with the kids. Like he was engaging them the most and like talking with them the most and whatever. For sure. So they choose Clayton for the one-on-one. We finally get a one-on-one with Clayton. We're like, something big has to happen for us to understand why he's the bachelor. And then we had the we had an okay one-on-one. Like it wasn't a bad yeah. one-on-one. And honestly, if it was earlier in the season, he probably would have gotten the rose. Yeah. I think it's just because he didn't get one until right before hometowns that she was like, <laughs> uh, like, I like you, but not enough to meet your mom. Like, I don't. My thinking exactly. This was a fine one-on-one if it had been week two, but it was right. like, okay, we're a little too far along. And like, it was the second biggest nothing sandwich since the hurricane in paradise. It was just like, what? Right. You know, like, we were like we're going to get it season, now. We're waiting. We're like, Clayton is the bachelor. What's he going to do to really impress us? And it turns out he's just like good with kids. Like, you know, yeah. I mean? yeah, yeah, <laughs> which yeah. is cute, but like, okay, suddenly bachelor worthy, I guess. 
Right. So he goes on this one-on-one. It's fine. It's all good. And Michelle basically more or less says like, I like Clayton. He has everything I'm looking for in a partner, but I don't know him well enough. And I'm not going to know him well enough to meet his family next week. So right. he, he ends up not getting the rose on the one-on-one. And Martin is like way too high and mighty about this. He's like, I knew Clayton wasn't going to get the rose on his one-on-one. Like, you know, if Clayton came back with a rose, like I would have been questioning Michelle's judgment even more than I already am. And I was like, which like implies that Clayton has done something bad or anything at all. Like not only something bad, but like anything worth noting, like Clayton has done nothing, you know? Yeah. Like Clayton was just along for the ride and like, Clayton, the thing with Clayton is that Clayton, I'm sure, will be a perfectly fine bachelor. He's going back to the very standard bachelor that we've always had. Like, I'm sure his season will be fine. Yeah. And if they had given us any more of Clayton this season, I'm sure I would have been like, oh yeah, Clayton will be a good bachelor. The thing that's so frustrating about it is that we know nothing about him. We learned nothing about him. We have no stakes in Clayton other than that he's like kind of hot. Like that's it. That's all we know about him. And we weren't given anything to know about him. No. And they like didn't want us to almost. And that makes me more frustrated. They were like, we don't want to give them something to hate. And I'm like, well, you didn't give us anything to like either. We can get more into it too later because I have a lot of thoughts, especially after who was eliminated for the last two weeks. I'm like, now what the fuck? Like, what the fuck are we doing? Basically what I've learned in the last two weeks is that Michelle and I could not have more opposite taste in men. Um, And like, I love Michelle and I like all of her guys. Like, I think all of her guys are, are great minus Martin. They're just not guys that I would necessarily pick. Not all of them. Um, some of them I would, but some, some of them, of them I like, would, some of them I would, but some of the ones I would, she already sent home. Like guys I would go for Olu, nicest person I've ever met in my entire life. Never met him. Nicest person I've ever met literally. in my entire life. Home. Well, that was my whole thing. Why isn't Olu the bachelor? Are you kidding me? You want to give yeah. us a bachelor that we don't know that much about? Olu. <laughs> right. Like, we know nothing about him. And yet very hot, <laughs> right. Very hot guy who we don't know that much about. Olu. Why would Clayton be the option? The other option was a Muhammad. Why would it be Muhammad? Like I am McLovin right now in Superbad. <laughs> it was between that and Muhammad. Why the fuck would it be between that and Muhammad? Why don't you just pick a common name like a normal person? Muhammad is the most commonly used name on earth. Read a fucking book for once. They're like panicking. They're panicking. They're looking at the two buttons and they're like, white guy from Missouri. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And his whole intro package is like him being like, I'm just a guy from Missouri looking for love. I was like, never no i've i think i've seen this film before and i didn't like the ending like i'm like you're done the film the i film don't want this seen before is me and my boyfriend from missouri it's <laughs> it's every other bachelor in fucking history it should have been olu if they wanted to keep it like kind of like we don't, we don't know, know that much person. about him but we really like him or rick who is also a boring white guy <laughs> But at least we know more about rick you want to yeah. be like fucking racist still franchise like fuck you but it's like they just continuously they want to choose a white safe option and they still choose the wrong one. I'm like, how? Well, this is like the season. I mean, we learned our lesson when he went on Paradise, but like this was like the season that everyone thought Blake Quartzman was going to be the bachelor and then they chose Colton. And we're like, no, no, no. Like, if you wanted to choose a white safe guy, like just pick the right white safe guy. Like it's so we annoying. wanted Blake and you gave us Colton. <laughs> and it's like ultimately, we don't want a white safe guy at all. But like if you gotta do it, <laughs> we're we're telling you the one to do if you're gonna do it. I really hope Rick 
has a grocery store Joe at it. Uh, he reminds me of him. I feel like, yeah, yeah. like they have a similar, go have they have that. A you know? vibe. They both anyway. they have a similar vibe to each other, and they both also have a similar vibe to your boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's why. Hell yeah. Fans. Yeah, um, but anyway, I hate to just, say that it, my boyfriend has a similar vibe to Clayton, but like I know that he does. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, Ben. Um, <laughs> it's just the Mizzou thing. Although this is a good time to point out that I met up with a family friend this weekend in St. Louis. I already texted Emily this, but like, this is kind of not tea. It's not dramatic, but it's interesting. Met up with a family friend in St. Louis this weekend who actually is my family friend and not Ben's family friend, despite the fact that he lives in St. Louis. And we're sitting at the table and the Mizzou football game is on. And my family friend who shall not be named goes, do you guys know Clayton Eckerd? And I was like, you mean, I'm like, okay, there's no way you know him from Mizzou football. He ran 14 yards in his entire college career. So like, that's not why you know him. And I was like, <laughs> Mizzou icon. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, you mean the next bachelor? And he goes, yeah, he's my coworker. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, the medical device sales, that's my company. And I was like, are you serious? And he was like, yeah. And now mind you, this family friend, like was a hockey player, like nicest guy in the world, but like pretty like guys guy type of person. And he goes, really? yeah, he goes, I don't mean this as an insult, but like Clayton's perfect for the bachelor. And I go, what do you mean? And he goes, I mean, he's tall, he's handsome. He's pretty soft. And I, I lost it. 10 out he of goes, 10. He goes, no, he's the nicest guy. He'll do a great job. But like, you know, he's pretty soft. <laughs> it really is just like, they were like, oh, Colton turned out to be like a creep a crazy, creepy stalker and gay. So then they were like, we got to get another Colton. Oh, Clayton, who like looks similar and also played football and their names right. are kind of similar. Let's I mean, just least, try again. At least Colton made the NFL. Like Jesus, Clayton. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's like, I'm not a Colton apologist due to the way that he treated our girl, Cassie Randolph, but, but like, at least he made the NFL. Uh, <laughs> also, this is um, like, this is my plug. Also, guys, I'm really sorry, but everything we're discussing right now is more exciting than the episode, so I don't feel that bad. But mm. my point about Colton that is making me so mad, and like, please sound off if you guys feel similarly. I hate that we're getting a Netflix documentary about Colton. And this is why. Is I understand that it's interesting that he was the bachelor dating 30 women and ended up coming out. I understand that that's an interesting story. I understand that it's something interesting to look at. That being said, he is a predator. He stalked and harassed Cassie Randolph and coming out as gay does not make him a good person. It does not make him a story that we should be invested in. Colton should absolutely a hundred percent be canceled. I don't care that he was struggling with his sexuality. I don't care. Like those no. things, you can be struggling with your sexuality. You can be closeted. You can be all those things and not stalk and harass your ex-girlfriend and be a shitty yep. fucking person. Yeah. So I will not be watching the Colton documentary. No. If someone else wants to watch it and give me the spark notes, that's fine. I'll read Hannah Brown's book. I'll trade you. We'll go tea for tea, but like we'll go tea for tea. Yeah. I'm not supporting it. I think it's so gross that they're just writing off everything he did to Cassie by being like, oh, but he was struggling with his sexuality. It's like people, people struggle with their sexualities and it's very heartbreaking and they go through hard things. And it honestly diminishes like struggling with your sexuality to me. Right. Like it makes it like less of a um, coming into your own moment and more of like a you know, a one-off that you can just use, you know, right. I'm like, that's not an excuse. Like stalking and harassing is not an excuse. And like, like yeah. it just, it, there's no excuse for his behavior. I cannot fucking stand him when the news dropped about everything. I was just like, 
I feel so bad for Cassie because she went through the ringer. Yeah, because now he's getting this like hero edit. Right. It's this edit of like, wow, overcoming all these. No, like, you know what? It's great that he's gay. Awesome. Congratulations. Like more bachelors should be gay, whatever. But like, I'm like, right. Like, like, I'm so tired of like, I'm just tired of him. I'm like, of course I would love it if the bachelor incorporated actually incorporated LGBTQ stories instead of just using the one person from the franchise who's come out as gay as a catch-all and being like, well, now he's got a Netflix special. Now he's got all these shit. Oh, wow. Like, look at what Colton's doing. He's a stalker. Like, none of that matters. He's a star. Right. And it's like, I just feel like it's creating this narrative. Like, this is my thing. If Colton struggled with his sexuality and he is now out and he's proud and he's happy, then I am happy for him. And I hope mm-hmm. that living his life truthfully helps him to not repeat these very dangerous and toxic habits toward future partners. That being said, I don't think he deserves a Netflix deal. I don't think he deserves right. a multi-million dollar paycheck. Like, you stalked and harassed her like you it's it's so gross to me that he's being like rewarded for all the shit that he's done it's just yeah I don't like it and and you know what I honestly would have appreciated it more if it was like five years from now yeah and he had done all of this like work and he was so removed from the situation and he had gone to apologize apologize like done all these things then I would have been like you know what maybe Colton is someone that's interesting enough that I would watch a Netflix documentary on but right now I'm like no he's collecting a check he hasn't changed all that's different is that now he's out he's out and also not to mention he was like his whole family are huge um conservatives who don't believe in human rights and then now he's out as gay and like he's not spoken once about like LGBTQ issues. Like he's not spoken once about like how to like empower the people that he's, you know, in his community, he only cares about himself. He only cares about being like, I'm Colton. You're not even trying to help. You're not even trying to help the LGBTQ community at all. And your family are bigots. Like, also there was a, there was a, a post. It was like the New York times or something like that wrote an article about Colton's documentary and the quote fucking sent me. It was like, he's a gay ex-bachelor, professional football player, whatever. Like all those things are true. And then it just goes, he's a mix of contradictions. Like he shops at Old Navy and on Rodeo Drive. (laughs) White people are so trash. (laughs) He shops at Old Navy and on Rodeo Drive. Oh my God. Yeah, bitch. I have Old Navy sweatpants and a designer purse in my closet. I don't need a Netflix documentary. I got eight pairs of those flip-flops. Where's my deal? Like, I never put a tracker on my ex's car. So where's my deal? I will wear old Navy flip-flops and a Louis Vuitton bag. And I'm not getting a Netflix deal. That's called the duality of man, bitch. Like, that's that's called the duality. Yeah, he drives me fucking crazy. Anyway, they're trying to get like a second shot at like that with Clayton. And it's not gonna work. Speaking of the one that we're not that into, let's start the episode. Um, yeah, <laughs> also, Martin Martin went home and was a misogynist okay, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just we got yeah. stuck on Clayton once again. We got again. so stuck on Clayton. Um, yeah, Clayton got sent home after a dud one on one. He goes home, whatever. We cut back to the house. Martin is making a bunch of shady comments about Michelle and her judgment and not and and how she, he doesn't think based on the decisions that she's making that she knows what she's doing and all this stuff. So. Martin basically ends up digging his own grave because they go on a group date to milk cows. I don't fucking know. 
Um, and then afterward at the night portion, um, Olu goes to Michelle and I thought he handled it very maturely. He said, this is not to benefit myself. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. want this to have a bearing on our relationship. I am telling you this because I want you to end up with a good guy. And I don't think that Martin's that guy. And this is why. And Olu Mm -hmm. laid out like straight facts about things that Martin had said, like there was no interpretation there. And she ends up sending Martin home after he gaslights her for five minutes, being like, I'm sorry, you feel that way. I'm sorry, you interpreted it that way. And he keeps, as I interrupt you, he keeps interrupting her and it's super (laughs) rude. (laughs) I interrupt you to talk about interrupting. Um, Mansplaining the mansplaining. No, he like, he interrupts her so many times and then gets mad when she wants to talk. Like, it's just like, bro, get the fuck out. And he does my least favorite manipulative behavior when something is ending. So you try to use a term of endearment to keep the person hooked. He was like, my love. And Michelle looks at him and goes, no, not your love. This is, and I like Rachel Kirkconnell and Matt together now, but at the time this was like in the finale when he was trying to divulge his feelings and get his feelings out. And she's like rubbing his back and doing the whole thing. Like that is manipulative behavior. Yep. And that, that was this, him being like my love. And don't get me wrong because Martin is like Rachel Kirkconnell is the most stunning human being that has ever walked the earth. And Martin is literally like the gum that- (laughs) Like, like Will Ferrell picks off the subway thing and Elf and eats. It's like a like, Ninja Turtle. Martin. He's like a Ninja Turtle villain. Like I can't fucking stand this guy. Wait, so like, like Rachel Kirkconnell. You look like you'd they... fight Spider Man. Like you look like you'd fight Spider Man and lose. Like for real. <laughs> like, right, so like when Rachel Kirkconnell did it, I was like, mm, that's manipulative. But like, I could see why she did that right. to try to be endearing. Whatever. When Martin and also it, just I'm like kind. Yeah. Right. Like. It is manipulative, but I could, I can understand it more coming from her coming right. from Martin. I'm like your love. Dude, He's such what a fucking fuck? sleaze bag. Someone called my friend love a few weeks ago, like this guy that she was talking to. And she was talking about like how she wasn't going to go out on like a Friday. And he was like, you're so lame. Like I go out every night. I party all this shit. She's like, okay, don't give a fuck. And he's like, like I don't even know what he said he's like hate to break it to you love and she was like that is so fucking weird when you're talking down to me to call me like my love or love like right, it's like, so manipulative it's such a tactic to be like we're we're closer than we are like you're my yeah. little baby and I have to explain things to you I'm like go to hell go to hell go to jail walk in they're now, waiting first of all like <laughs> if I'm fighting with my boyfriend it's full names only <laughs> like yeah it's, it's government names it's it's <laughs> Like, I'm not calling yeah. you your cute, which by the way, I'd literally rather die than say his pet name on this podcast. But like, <laughs> I'm not calling you that. Like, it's it's no. Benjamin only. It's legal names. <laughs> like, no, it's Ryan Patrick. When I'm mad at him, I go, Ryan Patrick. <laughs> but like, we're not <laughs> doing nicknames. If I was ever in no. a fight with him and he was like, okay, babe, uh, no. the smoke and that would I don't come even... out of my ears. <laughs> I also, I don't even call my boyfriend my love when I'm happy with him. So I certainly wouldn't do it when I'm mad at him. (laughs) No, it's government names only when you're in a situation like that. Like it is legal. Like if this conversation is being recorded, you can be traced based on the name I'm saying. Yeah. No. That's it. Like truly. My FBI agent like watching this right now is like eyes back and forth. Like, oh my God, the argument. Yeah. Anyway. Shout out to my, um, by the way, since we hit our year anniversary recently, um, I was like thinking back on like the memes and like the good episodes we've had, which is like 
you know, most of them, but the good episodes we've had. And I was like, the only person that told us we shouldn't start a podcast was my ex-boyfriend. And the only person that gave us genuine true shit about our sound quality was my ex-boyfriend. So they can both go to hell. And now (laughs) we're in people's Spotify wrapped. Hell yeah, we are. Hell yeah, we are, baby. So anyways, that's how, so Martin Martin leaves. Um, then, we're still on last week's episode that we said, we yeah, I'm sorry. Notes. We'll go quick. Um, we'll go quick. I'm so sorry. Martin goes home. She sends him home. She walks him out after he gaslights her for five minutes straight. And then we go to the rose ceremony. She says, I don't want to have a, well, she has party. a one-on-one with Brandon. They go to her, her house. It's very uncomfortable. That's oh, it. They I were sitting weirdly. Totally forgot about it. They were sitting weirdly the whole time. I was like, ah, you just met her parents. Like, don't be doing that. It, whatever. He, told, that he wore her dad's bathing suit. It was all weird. Um, I would like to forget it. I would like to forget it. (laughs) Yeah. He, he does one of my least favorite things where he asks the parents for permission to marry their daughter. And I think there's a very distinct difference between asking for permission and asking for a blessing. If you're a more traditional person, you might want a blessing, but I really don't. What's the dowry? Like, what's the dowry? Like, like, no. (laughs) And he's like, he's like, I'm a traditional guy. Like, I don't want to do it without your permission. And like her mom corrects him. And she's like, we would support Michelle's decision and give you our blessing. And I'm like, thank you for correcting it to blessing. Because like, Michelle, like, we're not going on goat count here. Like, it's just like who Michelle wants to marry. Permission is so like your dad owns you until your husband owns you. Like, that's literally what they're saying. I'm like, hey. No, you know, so whatever people really like Brandon and Kayla and I are of the unpopular opinion. (laughs) We are in the, we are in the minority that we think he is a little bit odd. And we'll talk about that more when we get into this week's episode, but I don't know. I watched this one-on-one and I watched it with my mom and sister too. And they agree with us. So I don't know what Twitter's on, but we're all like, really? Like, we're like that guy. Really? Like so she does this anyway, one-on-one with him. It goes for all intents and purposes. Well, he gets the rose. Yeah. And then there, she's like, I know what I want to do. I don't want to have a cocktail party. I'm just going to the rose ceremony. So we go right into the rose ceremony and Brandon and Brandon is the only one who got it from the group. Someone date. from the group date had one. It must've been Joe or Nate. Cause they end up. It was Joe so. or Nate. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. I so I two it. people have roses. One of them's Brandon. They go into the rose ceremony. Now, Clayton got sent home on a one-on-one. Martin was eliminated. So going home are Rick and Olu. Now, four people would have gone home this rose ceremony, like, which is kind of crazy. So Rick and Olu are going home. Olu makes sense as much as we liked him. They never had on one-on-one. They weren't going to get there. No. Rick, I was surprised by. I I honestly would have swapped Rick and Brandon if I were making bets. Or Rick and Rodney. Rick and Rodney is who I would have after the one-on-one, even though if I were the bachelorette, I would have swapped Rick and Brandon. Yeah. I, I love Rodney. I think Rodney's a sweetheart. I really like him, but like, I, you know, I love Rick and that was sad to watch, but that's where I got the most mad because it was like, dude, Rick would have been such a good bachelor. And like and the it fact also that just they felt like Rick and her had such a good connection. Agreed. I like better than her connection with Rodney for sure. I was agree. Like, at least at this point, like he's had a, he had had a one-on-one more recently so yeah. it felt more like it felt like their relationship was like always progressing and always going really well. And Rodney yeah. kind of like he he was kind of like in and out for a while. Yeah, I don't know. But I just I was surprised by that. That that being said, we have we had a historic top four, which is that like, is true. 
we will not like I will never complain and I do really like the top four it's not that it's like for my taste I probably would have chose differently but uh, I'm not the bachelorette so yeah (laughs) they don't pay me to do that um so it was a historic batch uh bachelorette top four it is the first all black top four in franchise history so which is awesome and black lead so yeah Big moment for the franchise, big moment for the show, especially as we have picked the whitest of Missouri white bread to be the next Bachelor. Big deal that the top four are all people of color, which is very exciting. Um, And that's the thing about the show that's hard. It's, It's like the people that we would choose, like we would have kept Rick, we would have whatever, like are not necessarily the people that are right for Michelle, but we are like, my panties are dropping for Rick. So why aren't right. yours? <laughs> like I, I grow, I grew really attached to Olu and then like Olu right. went home and I was like, I get that she wouldn't have gotten that attached to him because they never had a one-on-one. Right. But like, for me, my world collapsed. Like I was like, why? Right. You know? <laughs> like, so it, yeah, it's true. And I feel like I always feel like this and I have to remind myself, like, I'm not I'm not in her shoes. I don't feel like the same way. We're not the that elementary I, school right. teachers in Minnesota. Right. right. You like, know, like it's a different life, you know, really different lives, different choices. So, so that anyway. being said, 30 minutes into recording, we're now at the episode. Yeah. Um, it's a twofer. The, <laughs> the, good, the good news is that it's a dud. So yeah, whatever. Brandon gets the first hometown date. All the hometowns are going to be in Minnesota, which can you imagine like, all the hometowns on Matt James season got flown out to like this beautiful resort. And they were like, yeah, we can't do it in your hometown, but we get to do this at at this beautiful resort. They're all getting flown to fucking Minneapolis, which like, I get it. Like my brother lives in Minneapolis. He loves it. But like, it's not like if you're leaving your COVID bubble to go support your kid on the bachelorette, like you're hoping it's not fucking Minneapolis that you're going to. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, they go to Minneapolis and Brandon's like, a big part of my life is skateboarding. And then he skateboards for her and proves he's never skateboarded a day before (laughs) in his life. (laughs) (laughs) The tweets about that were really funny. Like I saw some gold ones. Good job to the fandom. Like if you look up Brandon, hashtag the bachelorette, absolute gold tweets of him, like the skateboarding bit. Cause it was like, what are you doing, bro? Hey him, man, him choosing skateboarding would be like if I was a contestant and I was like, I was a big dancer in my youth and taking yeah. him to like a tap class that it I would took be, one yeah. time. Like it would be like me being like, I was really into scuba diving. Like, no, I've never scuba dove. <laughs> scuba dove. Is that oh, do you want to the tell past the folks? I've never done that before. Do you want to tell the folks, by the way, how you're going into this episode? Oh, yes. Okay, I do. Yeah, to backtrack. So I have no notes. Uh, so I'm raw dogging this episode for sure. <laughs> I took, I was decorating for Christmas. I was putting my ornaments on my Christmas tree. I didn't take a single note. So we're going in raw, baby. Like, this isn't the thing about this episode. <laughs> that's like coverage. That's and we've been in raw episode. for the last episode because we didn't have notes on that either. So fuck it. Fuck it up, you know? Spotify wrapped. Like <laughs> This is the thing about the episode. Neither of us are using a condom. Like neither of us are extremely protected, but no. like I'm using birth control that I occasionally remember to take. Like I took notes on structure. Like you're going yeah. in. Oh, fully raw. fully raw. Possibly pull out, possibly pull out method. Cause I took one note and it was like, Brandon's first can't get behind it. That's my note. <laughs> We're varying degrees of protected. Um, Emily being plan B protected. The least. For sure. Yeah. Plan B. <laughs> I will take plan B tomorrow. Um, now that this metaphor has gone too far, shall we get back into it? 
<laughs> poor Adam is going to get this recording and be like, absolutely, what the fuck? So we also drank so much wine before we started recording because we were just talking shit. So now we're like, yeah, guys, here and we're this like, is the thing about living out of state. <laughs> This is the thing about moving out of state. Emily and I used to see each other more often. And so when we would record, we were down to business because we would talk other times or we would see each other other times. We don't anymore. So I think the key to our comedy is just that we warm up by talking shit for 45 minutes and then press record. And then we, you know, shall we get into it? You know? Yeah. So anyway, that being said, he's, he's never skateboarded before, but he's like, this is what I should do for my hometown. And then we, he's like, you're going to meet these people in my family. My brother delayed going into the Navy to be here, which seems so insane to me. Um, and he's like, you're going to meet my mom, my dad, and my brother. And then we cut to the inside of the house. Where we're meeting them. And his brother goes, I want to know what she sees in Brandon. Me too. Me too, Brandon's brother. <laughs> I was like, He brings up good points. You know what? He's right. (laughs) But what I noticed from all the hometowns, but I first noticed it in Brandon's hometown is when she goes in and she's talking with the family and the brother and the whole thing. Michelle is good at, in a way I haven't seen with other leads or I haven't clocked with other leads. Michelle is not there to just talk about Brandon. She's like, oh yeah, my dad loves to fish. Do you like to fish? And, And like, she's trying to get to know the parents because- Something Tasha said is so poignant. Like you shouldn't just use this hometown to get to know your partner better. You should use the hometown to be like, could I see myself spending holidays with this family? Could I see myself, could I see our families coming together for stuff? Like, so she's asking Brandon's parents about their interests and what did they like to do? And, oh, you would love my dad. He's a fisherman. And like, it was yeah. so much more engaging than I've seen a lead be in a hometown. And she does it with the other parents totally. as we go on too. And I loved it. Ultimately, like that's what I, I genuinely, as much as I'm a little bit like, oh, this is, it's getting kind of boring. It's just because she's picked like really good guys. So right. there's just like no shit going on. Right. Um, that being said, I genuinely think she's one of the ba- best bachelorettes of all time. And this is one of the reasons. And also because- She's not showing up only to answer their questions. She's asking them right questions about themselves and also like are they ready for an engagement? Are they ready like like questions about the partner as well that are actually helpful and, and like I think what she's doing will help her like, make her decisions. Yeah, and something I like that she's doing too is like a lot of times the lead the lead is always going to get asked okay, but you have three other relationships, blah, 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 blah. Like that's a question that yeah. comes up every season, but I feel like Michelle has a legitimate answer. Like she's always like Yes, I'm in three other relationships, but what I like about Brandon is we're so comfortable together. Like, yep, she navigates the questions so well in a way that's not condescending, but it's also like she's being honest, but she's she's just great. Like she's just it's she's so genuine. It's so genuine. Yeah. yeah, she's amazing. Um, so yeah, like you know, Brandon's parents are fine. My They're thing fine. with Brandon, I don't dislike he Brandon. Looks like he just started growing that mustache to come on the show. Yep. My mom said the same thing. Yeah, I, I don't I don't dislike Brandon. I don't think that he's disingenuous. Like I do think genuinely he does mean everything he says to Michelle. I also think he is a little bit, he's only 27, she's 28. I think he seems like he's 24. Yeah, and he seems, he seems very young. like he's a, li- a lot younger than her, younger than her than he actually is. He reminds me of Emily Maynard chose Jeff at the end of her season. And it was like, what do you mean? Cause her top three, it was like Ari and like 
Sean Lowe, or maybe the, they were top four. I don't even remember, but she had yeah. these other guys that were like super mature, like super and like, I don't, I'm not an Ari apologist, but like at this point in time, like we liked Ari. And we, like like Ari again. we liked him at the time. He had, yeah. yeah. He, he has his ups and downs. He's a roller coaster. But like when you have like such a good top group of people that are all really mature, it like just reminds me of Emily. Like she chose Jeff and he was just like this guy who seemed like he was like 22 and everyone was like, why? Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's what why Brandon gives me, especially. And in the way he talks about her is like very much first relationship. Yeah. Saying really nice things that I know he means, but like, it just worries me. And it yeah. worries more me more than Nate. Like Nate admittedly was like, I've never brought a girl home. I've never dated someone this seriously. Yeah, he was more. Much more and, I'm, and I'm less worried about it. I'm more worried about Brandon because he just comes off as like very, like he's just, he comes off to me more like he's never done this before. And I'm like, I just don't think that they would last. I think that they would get engaged and they would date for like six months and then they would break up. Ultimately. I think they would get engaged and it would look like Michelle was out with one of her students like yep. despite being yep. her age yep. he yep. looks so young he looks really young and he acts young like yeah he's not young and I'm not trying to take away from his age and his experience but like I am he just <laughs> I am I you know what I am trying to deduct things um no I I just I like worry I just know and I said to my mom and my sister last week I was like she would get engaged to him and they would never get married no, and they no. would date for a, a certain period of time and then they would break up. Like they just would not be together for the rest of their lives. No, That's absolutely it. Not. I'm like, don't choose him. So yeah. it's nothing that he's doing wrong. I'm sure he'll go on paradise. And ultimately if he were dating somebody maybe closer to his maturity level, I wouldn't be as like, I probably would like him. I just think like with yeah. Michelle, I'm like, you guys are just not a match to me. He's meant for like a Noah and Abigail type relationship. Yes. Yeah. It was the same thing I felt about Noah on Tasha season. I was like, you're I, a I nice guy, his, but yeah, he had his ups and downs. But I was like, you basically seem like you're 24 and you shouldn't be dating her, you know? Right. That's all it is. So that's the end of that. And then um, Rodney is next. Honestly, all I feel the need to say is Rodney is next. They go apple picking. They meet his parents. Nothing all that significant happens. No, Although, I really liked Rodney's parents. Yeah, they're and, nice, but just nothing happened. Yeah. It was the same. All these hometowns felt very similar to me. And because it was just gonna say, I don't know if you clocked this. Something that I think is so interesting is that something that is so important to Michelle is that her parents are not important to Michelle, but something that is so important to her background is that her parents are in a biracial marriage and relationship, and they have been for a long time. And she said that she faced adversity as a result of that. I think it's both. It, it's multiple of the guys' parents are also in biracial marriages. Yeah, which, I think all of them. Yeah, which I think is so interesting that that's just how her top four played out. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, neither here nor there about it, but just no. interesting that it's something that it's been so integral to Michelle's upbringing. And it also seems like it has been integral to all of the guys' upbringings. Totally, totally, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, no, it is very interesting. Yeah, I mean, these, the hometowns, not for nothing, but like all the parents were actually really great. Yeah, like, they all I, have great parents. They I really didn't, other than like Nate's were a little questionable and Joe's were really quiet, but like ultimately, like they were all really nice and they didn't like overly question Michelle and they weren't overly like, what's wrong with you? You know? Yeah. <laughs> like they were all like pretty nice and standard. And I think that's why I'm like, yeah, it was kind of a boring episode, but it's mostly just because they were all pleasant. Like normally one of the parents yeah. are like, 
fucking crazy and we're sitting like, here like oh mom. my god like literally like my icon legend <laughs> first of all but, she is the moment first of all the moment uh first of all team blake wines bomb for sure in this breakup um, oh, not, i'm not threat. team blake i'm not team blake and i'm not team katie but i am team blake's mom <laughs> yeah yes um but yeah like there are some you know there's usually like a doozy like anyway so they were all nice and that's they were all really pleasant making, it was great <laughs> that's what's making michelle's season boring to be honest yeah like, there's no conflict there's no anything so anyways anything. rodney has a perfectly Other than fine Martin, yeah they're very pleasant his parents are really nice and they really trust her and like seemingly she and rodney like have a really i just think ultimately it was they were just friends when yeah. he when he ends up leaving i was like they were really good friends like she, he made her laugh a lot yeah but they were like friends. a friend in a friend way yeah yeah so, so like she's not trying to take him to the fantasy suite you know Right, exactly. Right. Anyway, to the fantasy suite. That would have been a move. I mean, that would have been my move for sure. Rick and Olu only for the fantasy suite. (laughs) Like, come here. Swolu. Swolu, come on. Anyway. So they, yeah, that's the end of that. And then uh, Joe's is next. And his date is that he, he flips the script. He Uno reverses her. And instead of going to her high school, they're now going to his high school. Um. And they walk through the high school, they do the whole thing, and then they get to the gym, and he's like, I know you said that you were picked last for prom, so, and he, like, opens the door, and he throws her a little prom. Um, It's cute. I mean, we just watched prom on Paradise, so I was like, okay, a lot of prom. Um, I I thought, sorry, go. I realized that prom was that formative a thing for people. Yeah, I mean, none of these proms include, like, the shitty dinner you have before it. I was like, hey, what about the pasta? Like, right. And where's like, the shitty pasta? And like, I just didn't care. Like I had, I had dates to both of my proms, but like I had like friend dates to both of my proms. Like they just weren't that formative to me. And like, I, I don't think about my prom as an adult. And I feel like they're between either. paradise and this, there have been people who've been like, every day I think about prom. And I'm like, <laughs> how? Like, I, don't I know. know. It's very weird. I think. When I look back on my prom, I only regret, like, I wish I had just brought friends to both my proms. Yeah. And instead I was I dating, a, I was dating a loser and that's my biggest mistake. But, um, Kayla introduced us, so dated. DM her. <laughs> so DM Being her the loser you dated in high school, um, it came up on Facebook today that it's my nine year friend anniversary with him. And I meant to screenshot and send it did to you. Did you repost it? Repost it, baby. <laughs> um, no, Kayla did set me up with him and he was loser, but it doesn't matter. Anyway. I'm responsible for so much of Emily's trauma if we really want to dial it back. And now we have a podcast together, so it doesn't matter. But anyway, yeah, the prom thing is is very weird how big of a deal it is. I will say, though, this was major points for Joe for me because he listened to every word of her poem that she gave, like, weeks ago and, like, organized a whole date around it. Yeah. It was, like... Like, I just thought it was so cute. And she said, she was like, this is possibly like the best date I've ever been on. Like, it just, it was like, not just, you know, Rodney did the apple picking and that was like their whole bit. And like, I think that was really cute too. But ultimately like, this was like, he, he really like pays attention. 
Yeah. Yeah. He like, and a man who listens, like does the bare minimum. I'm like, wow. But I just thought I'll that take this my was, top off. Yeah. I was like, okay. Uh, I thought that this was really, really sweet. Cause I think it was like, it wasn't just like, I'm going to do a prom. Cause we're going to a high school. It was like, I'm going to do a prom because you talked, you mentioned your prom in passing kind of a few weeks ago. And I As like being important. It. Yeah. Right. And I like clocked it and I'm doing this and like, she looked stunning and he looked great. And like, as much as prom with two people would be my nightmare it seemed like they had like a genuinely really great time and I was like this is such major 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 points for Joe for me I was like 10 out of 10 loved it yeah it was it was cute so uh I'm still prommed out Uh oh I'm I'm prommed out too I'm like dude I didn't I don't even remember like and I wasn't drunk at my prom but I'm like Okay. Like, yeah, I was stone cold sober. But. I couldn't tell you three things that happened at both of those proms. Don't remember. Mm-hmm. So then they go to the night portion and of Joe's family, we are meeting his mom, his dad, his brother, and his brother's wife, Hannah. Now, what we learn is that Joe's entire family will refuse to speak the entire night. And so bachelor producers are like, Hannah is Joe's only family. Anna is fighting for her fucking life. She's like, speak. <laughs> She's like, please, somebody say something. And she says in an interview, she seems like honestly a dream. Like she's yeah, so, so nice. sweet. Yeah. She says in an interview, she's like, honestly, like they won't say anything for a whole night. Like they are quiet. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, they are silent, <laughs> basically. And, like, and yeah, they are. Like, <laughs> don't talk a lot. <laughs> And the mom and her are like fighting. They're like, hey, so <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to ask questions. And everyone's like, oh my God. Like it was honestly very, very funny. I and found it very funny. What I loved is that because they are also, Joe is the one that's also from Minneapolis. What I loved about it is that Hannah says to Joe's brother, her husband, she goes, I really hope this works out. Cause like, we'll definitely see her in the grocery store. Funny. <laughs> Funny. I liked her a lot. I thought yeah, she was I liked all of them a lot, but they like him and his dad sat together. Oh, he was pain. like, do you, <laughs> he was like, do you have any questions? His dad's like, no. And then they just sat there in silence. And I was waiting for the bachelor to like play some like weird music over it. They didn't. They just <laughs> sat in silence. I was like, oh my God. Like, like my dad and I are like that, but like uh, if he were on TV, like, I hope to God he would come up with something to say after not seeing me for, like, two months. Be like, so, how was the weather? You know, like, something. Anything. Anything. Like, go girl, go girl, give us nothing was the definition of this. Literally. I was like, okay. So, but they were really nice. It was just, like, his dad didn't know. Like, his dad's like, okay, cool. I'm just here for the ride. And, like, his mom tried to ask some more questions, I guess, and, like, be involved. Right. So oh my God. Hannah was like, dude, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> She's like, Hannah was like, I, I we're I'm trying out here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying. So then the, it ends. It's fine. It's all good. We go to Nate. Um, so Nate, we learn, and I actually thought this was a very interesting dynamic. We don't, we're meeting Nate's. I don't even remember what they do for the day portion. Do you? They were, um, paddle boarding. Just remember oh, paddle boarding on the lake. I too forgot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they go paddle. It's cute. Like he loves yeah, paddle. Whatever. So that's they go paddle boarding. Whatever. Right. That night, let's get to the goods. That night she's meeting his mom and his stepdad. And what we learn about the mom and the stepdad is that they are actually divorced, but that they are coming together for his hometown to be there for him, which I actually really like. I, I like when I this show, it. because this show so often shows <laughs> only examples of very typical nuclear Christian 
families. And I like when we see a blended family dynamic and honestly, like his stepdad and his mom got along great the entire time. Like they were very amicable. Like I didn't feel awkward or weird. And I I really enjoyed that he had more of a blended because it's so much more authentic to the majority of people in this country. Like most people do not have a nuclear family experience. Um, So I like when we get to see stuff like that and his parent, his mom and his stepdad were great. Basically, like the whole thing with Nate was like, they don't talk about their feelings and he had never brought a girl home to them, which I was like, honestly, at my, like I'm 24. I don't talk about guys I'm seeing until I'm like, they are my boyfriend and I want you to meet them. Like, right. I get it. I was like, Nate. Yeah. Like don't bring home every guy you or every girl you date. Like totally. So So I don't see this as an issue at all, but like, also they just like, don't really talk about their emotions a lot. And people on the internet were kind of going crazy. And I was like, it doesn't, I, that really doesn't mean anything to me. Like, I just yeah. don't, I don't open up to my parents about people I'm seeing that much, unless honestly, there's an issue. Like, Yeah. On the contrary, <laughs> like fair. I, contrary to you and Nate, um, my mom met Ben on our third date when all three of us were so drunk. So like, that's a fair separate enough. issue. Fair um, enough. But, but like, but like Ben, is not particularly emotional and he doesn't really talk about his emotions with his parents at all. And to me, that has never dictated his emotional intelligence. It's just the dynamic he had with his parents. He's very close with his parents, but but that's just not the relationship that they have. And I don't see it as a red flag. And I don't think Michelle does either. I just think people that were speculating on the episode were like, but he does not in touch with his emotions. It's fine. Like you can be in touch with your emotions and not tell everything you feel to your parents. Like I'd rather drop dead than tell my dad how I feel half the time. Like, it's fine. Right. <laughs> like, and I so love like, my dad, but like, no, you know. And so like, I am willing to, I'm going to put it out there. I am spoiler free this season. I have not read spoilers. I don't know if you have. Mm-hmm. I've not read any spoilers. It's the first season in a while that I haven't read any. And I'm going to just put out my prediction here that because Nate had a semi-difficult hometown, she's choosing Nate. Um, yeah. Because that <laughs> tends to be the pattern. It's like the lead will have three amazing hometowns that are like so good and so perfect. And like the in-laws would love her. And then she's like, they don't really like me. I'm going to pick him. <laughs> I have to prove myself. No, okay, so like, yeah, I'm spoiler free, but I'm putting my hat in the ring now well, that she chooses Nate. I almost read spoilers today when I was watching the episode because I, I like was dying to know if Brandon goes home. And then I was like, save it. You're going to know soon enough. It'll yeah. be fine. Like, just wait it out. So I'm going to wait it out. And I'm not, I, I am spoiler free. Like, I'm not going to do it, but I'm like, I want to know. Anyway. Yeah. So she has like a semi-difficult hometown with Nate because his family's not very expressive. They are the most questioning her type of hometown. Um, But one good thing that comes out of it is that Nate has a conversation with his stepdad that is emotional. And like, he thanks his stepdad. And he basically says, you know, like I am the man I am because you were there. And like he and his stepdad say, I love you to each other for the first time. So even if she doesn't choose Nate at the very least, it seems like there is some like family growth that's going to come from this experience, which I love for him. So totally the one-on-one ends. And then, yeah. Now- and like, basically also the dad says the stepdad and the mom kind of both say, I think, like he's not ready for an engagement. Yeah, which freaks and out. And Michelle, I think a little bit that that mindset is changed by the end based on the conversations they have with him and her. But yeah. like at one point, the stepdad is like, he's not ready for an engagement and he's not going to get there essentially. So right. that's what she's like, really like, oh God, you know, what's going right, to happen? Because I mean, ultimately it's like the show is like so fucking stupid because we're like, 
30 guys are going to fall in love with one girl and she just gets to have her pick. But like, right. But it's her point with Nate is like, what if I get so invested and get to the end and he's not ready? And I had 30 guys to choose from and I chose the wrong one. Like, yeah. Which is a very realistic thing because ultimately the concept of the show is stupid that 30 men are just going to fall head over heels in love with one woman and that their lives don't matter. It's just like they're obsessed with her and she gets to have her pick. Like she's looking at it from a much more realistic perspective of like, I could get to the end and be way more invested in the person than I that I pick than they are in me. Um, so that's like her fear with Nate. Um, so the one-on-one winds down and she's got trepidations about Nate. Um, so then we go back to her little hotel room and Brie and Serena show up, which was honestly such a delight. I was a delight, a delight. This is like when Rachel Lindsay used to show up. I was like, this is the best day of my life. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) I was like, I didn't know what I would give to have Serena and Brie back on my screen again. We just saw Serena. We just saw her. And I was like, yay. Literally Serena is the most stunning person I've ever seen in my life. And she comes in beautiful ring on her finger, like bachelor success story. So happy to be there. But also like, I am obsessed with Brie. I'm I'm obsessed obsessed with her. her. I was obsessed with her on Matt season. And, and you know what? She is too cool for it. Her and Kit are too cool for the franchise. Like they didn't go on paradise. They're so stunningly beautiful. Like they went on the show once they didn't get picked. Now they're full-time influencers. Like they didn't, they didn't even look back. Kit and Brie got the paradise contract put on their desk and they were like, we're not going. Yeah. They literally were like, no, (laughs) no, she's such a fucking legend. She also like, doesn't hang out with the other bachelor people really. Like obviously she's friends with Serena and Michelle, but she's like above it. And that is so yeah. sick. I'm like, and dude, her mom? legend. Her oh, and mom. I love Bree's mom. I love Bree's mom. Bree's mom for Bachelorette. <laughs> I, I would like the mean girls. Like I saw Katie Herring, Katie Herring wearing army pants and flip-flops. So I bought army pants and flip-flops. Like that's me and Bree. Like yeah. I would do yeah. anything that bitch told me to do. Anything. Yeah. yeah. Anything. No. I fucking love her. I love both of them. This was the most amazing pair of people that could mm-hmm. have ever shown up at the door at this moment. Better than better than Tasha and Caitlin. I'm sorry to say. Uh, like, Honestly, I love you. I love you, ladies. But we see you all the time. This is special. Like this is fucking awesome. So they show we up. We really don't see them all the time. We yeah, we saw don't. Them way more on Katie's we season barely, now. We how get much? Like three seconds an episode. They were not even in like two weeks ago. We didn't really talk about it on the pod. They were barely in that episode and they tweeted about it. They were like, we literally didn't show up. Also, Caitlin <laughs> is so iconic because she posted a picture on her Instagram of the rose ceremony look from last night. And she was like, look for the rose ceremony. And some troll commented on it and they were like, is this really worth it for four minutes of airtime? And Caitlin commented back and said, it was four seconds. And yeah, it was. <laughs> Legend. And you know that they make more money than either of us ever she will is the moment like caitlin bristol saying so it was iconic. four seconds and yes and i'm richer than you poor bitch go sit down that's what and i would say i will take I'd my be money like, bags and- if you're broke just say that like so iconic i fucking love that but anyway, Brie anyway. and Serena come and they're talking to her about um, the guys. We, really the same conversation we get every season when someone's friends get brought in, but it was just more special because it was Brie and Serena. Right. Um, and then after that conversation is over, we're going to go to the rose ceremony. 
So we're at four. We got to go down to three for fantasy suites. And ultimately it is Rodney that gets the ax. Um, no, something I want to point out before we talk about Rodney is that we used to laugh when Chris Harrison would come in and be like, <laughs> be like Michelle, gentlemen, this is the final rose of the evening. Cause like there's one rose on the table. Like we can see that. But like when Tasha and Caitlin do it, I'm like, yes, come in, turn a look, model, turn around. I love when they like, (laughs) I love when they like do it together. Like something about like one of them doing it, it like doesn't do it for me. But when both of them come in and they're like, and they just, and Tasha just stood there. But Caitlin was like, like, imagine if they said it at the same time, that would be so fucking iconic. No, just one of them talks, but they both stand there. Very iconic presence. They both turn there love it like they both stand there turning a look every week like they're like they get yeah. paid one million dollars an episode to come in in a sickening dress and just be like this is the final rose of the evening like yeah they give suddenly, a pep talk at the beginning and then they do the rose ceremony at the end and they make billions like <laughs> suddenly this is the final rose of the evening it's like one of the best parts of the episode. I'm like, no, it like yes. sets my heart on fire. It really does. It gets me going. And they did it in a weird order too. Like I would have thought Nate and Rodney would be the last because Rodney had the turmoil. Yeah. Or Nate had the turmoil. Sorry. So she announces Brandon first and then Nate. So then it's between Joe and Rodney, which is so random because obviously, obviously Joe gets Joe. a rose. Yeah, so weird. So anyway, Rodney goes home. Very sad. And like my thing with everybody that's like Rodney for Bachelor is that they chose the tagline for Clayton, the underdog. And that rubs me the wrong way because that was Rodney's thing. Yeah, that was Rodney's thing. Uh, granted, I don't know and, why either of them are an underdog. Neither of them scream underdog to me. But no. that was Rodney's thing that he was open about. And I don't understand why they gave it to Clayton. But but people are like attacking Clayton online for it. And I'm like, he no, doesn't do the marketing. He didn't make that. Ultimately, like the thing is, it's like a cis white guy who played football from St. Louis is not an underdog. So like. Right, who went on to play D1 football, like... Yeah, like, don't call him an underdog. You know what, He's you not. Know what? He ran his 14 yards, and he got an athletic scholarship. So he's sure fine. Sure he's did. fine. He's not an underdog. So that's what made me upset about it, is, like, would I necessarily... Do I necessarily think that Rodney would be a great bachelor? Not really. I like Rodney a lot. I would yeah. love to see him on Paradise. Like, I think he's a really, really sweet guy. I want him to find happiness and love. That being said, like not the best bachelor pick better than Clayton probably. And the fact that they used the underdog tagline was annoying. I was like, that's really annoying. Cause that wasn't yeah. Clayton's thing. Cause he's Clayton never been an underdog. Thing. He's never been an underdog. He Clayton also didn't have, have personality. a thing. Yeah. He has li- no personality. Like, they had to give him somebody else's thing. Cause he didn't have one. Yeah. Like, it was this. And they put a bunch of dogs in his promo so that we would pay attention to the dogs. Like, <laughs> which I did, which I did. I was like, those dogs are cute. Like, I was like, wow. Yeah. I mean, um, this is the thing like Clayton. Uh, I mean, we've talked about it a lot, obviously. I feel like a lot yeah. of our coverage of Michelle's season has been about Clayton being the bachelor, but it's because we and knew from the be, jump, but like, it wouldn't make sense. Right. And it is about Michelle and Michelle is doing a fantastic job and I love her so much. Ultimately though, like the fact that they announced Clayton before this season happened and like not announced him, but obviously, you know got leaked or whatever it's just like we knew the whole time it was coming but like they still gave us nothing and it's been really frustrating to watch like this franchise just like is so out of touch sometimes that I'm like what's going on like Mike Fleiss I want to like knock on your head 
Hey, so the last, speaking of, speaking of out of touch, the last thing I want to touch on before we go is actually not pertaining because Clayton is the bachelor. We know this, but whatever. There's rumors that they're going to follow the same structure that they are right now, where they did two bachelorettes. They might do two bachelors. They just don't want us to sleep. Now there was a Dumois tip leaked that they want to give like a franchise alum another opportunity, very Nick Vile, like someone that we've watched on multiple endeavors, like give them another chance. And there's rumors that the next bachelor is going to be Blake Hortzman. And this is actually kind of substantiated based on a couple of things that Blake has posted. So Blake canceled DJing gigs that he had for a month and a half. And he said that he wasn't unable to do them, you know, whatever. He gets a roommate. He just recently bought a house and he moved, he had a lease from Colton season, move in and be his roommate. And like, that would make sense. Like if he's going to be away for a while and need someone to watch the house, like there's all these like, oh, 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 his podcast, the biggest one. He hosts a bachelor recap podcast. He recapped the episode the other night and said, this is going to be my last recap for a while. And I have a guest host on the podcast. So I'm pretty sure that he's going on celebrity big brother. Okay. That's what I saw. So because what, like, I'm pretty, like, I don't know, but what I saw on the comments of a TikTok I saw was that like, he's going on celebrity big brother, whatever it got leaked. I don't know. I don't watch big brother. That's too much for me, but also, I just like knowing Blake, like I don't necessarily think he would do the franchise again, sadly, because I, I would love too. to see him. I would love for him to be the bachelor because I love him and I would much rather him than Blake Moynes, obviously. Um, but-, <laughs> well, but that was the thing too, is like Dumois was like, it was leaked that it's a Blake. Like what if it's not right. Blake, Ma- Blake Moynes and it's Blake Hortzman, right. which my thing was like, if, if you have listened to this podcast more than two episodes, you, know. you know how we feel about Blake Hortzman. Like we would be on board. Like, like I would apply. I'd literally break up with Ryan. <laughs> like, like it runs deep. Like we love Blake Hortzman, but yeah, I don't know. And, and I agree that I didn't think he would ever do the franchise again, but honestly, Blake Hortzman is enough of a thirst monster where they, if they offered him a big enough check, I bet he would do it. I am not counting it out because I could totally see it. Honestly, the only reason I really question it is because Zachary Reality said it and I don't like him. He's my nemesis. But, um, (laughs) and like, I think that he is going on another show. I just don't think it's The Bachelor. I just don't think, I don't think that he would be willing to get something similar to the edit that he got when he went on Paradise. Because like, even if it were worth all the money in the world, it's like he got shat on when he went on that so yeah, i don't know so though. did nick vile and he went true back. true it's I, true if blake Hortzman is going on a show that's not the bachelor yeah i would drop my panties in a heartbeat for blake Hortzman to be yeah. a contestant on survivor are you kidding and in, in other news if he goes on celebrity big brother we're not going to cover clayton season we're going to cover celebrity, celebrity big brother, big brother. But also, like, as some of you guys know, and I actually would like to thank a very important person because multiple times on this podcast, I have said, if you watch Survivor, please DM me. And, yeah. <laughs> and my DMs are barren. Like, nobody gives a shit. <laughs> I'm be, like, dusting for off the DMs. Yeah. A loyal listener named Eden, who I love very much, um, has messaged me about Survivor before. But, like, I knew she was into Survivor. Like, her and I would talk about it. But other than that, my DMs were barren. 
after the last time I brought up Survivor, our lovely editor, Adam's lovely girlfriend, Katie, DM'd me and said that she watches Survivor. And I was elated. And then she told me that our editor, Adam, won't watch Survivor with her. So Adam, if you're listening, Um. (laughs) I can't believe you watch this shit and you don't watch Survivor. Like Survivor is so much better. You, you edit this every week and you don't watch Survivor. Like what's going on? Like, like literally this shit is garbage, but Survivor is so good. So all I'm saying is if Blake is not going to be the bachelor, but he is going on another reality show, I personally hope it's Survivor because I feel like he is sneaky and deceptive enough to win Survivor. Totally. (laughs) Totally. I'll root for him. Um, yeah, so that's Bachelor Nation news. The other that we weren't able to cover last week, but now that we're back, we will cover begrudgingly. Oh, no, is that Tasha recording? Play the music, Adam. Got it off. Got it. Got it off. <laughs> Tasha and Zach have called it quits. We have not Allegedly. heard. We have not heard directly from either of them, but the fact that they haven't said anything after like two weeks is a little bit like nah. So so weird. It seems as though they are no longer together, which is so sad. So weird because they ran the marathon. So let me give you a timeline here. Listen. Yes. Yeah. yeah they yeah, run yes. the marathon together. Being so fucking cute running the marathon, like kissing, taking selfies, doing the whole thing while they're running the marathon. Right. And the only thing I'll say about the marathon is people were leaking all this shit that it's like Zach was yelling at her during the marathon and it, it drew a line. Hey, as somebody who ran the marathon, not to bring it up again, but to bring it up again. Like if somebody, if I were running with someone who was like my pacer, who wanted to keep yeah. me on pace and on track to my goal and they were yelling at me, I would never hold that against them. Yeah, so I think ask that, them to do that. Yeah. Right. It's like, it's like people are like, well, she hated that Zach was yelling at her. Honestly, I don't know. Like you, if you've not done that, you don't know what it feels like. So don't be like, oh, Zach was being so mean during the marathon. That's what a pacer does. If they you're tell you to stay on pace. If they, you're running they, a marathon they tell you to stay on pace. and it's your first marathon. And you're running with your boyfriend who's run seven marathons and you and you know, asked them to help you and you ask them to help you. And you know that he knows what he's doing. I, I don't hold that against him either, but regardless. No, but anyway, the whole rumor is like people like Zach, fucking Zachary reality again on TikTok. I'm sorry. I can't yelling at her it. during the marathon. He's, yeah. yeah. He's like, well, it's cause he yelled at her during the marathon. You've never run the marathon. You don't know what that feels like. You yeah. also like have never like you don't, you don't know, you don't understand the fact that when you're running with someone who's trained you and is your pacer, they're probably gonna like quote unquote yell. It's fucking loud. The New York marathon is loud. Like yeah. you have to yell to be heard. Like I, that whole rumor like drove me crazy because it was all this yeah. thing. It's like, that's why she ended it. I don't, we don't know why she ended it. She didn't, she hasn't said it. Right. So, like let's let her talk. Uh, right. So she, so basically they ran the marathon together. Now this is the thing that was, that was so weird. She didn't post about the marathon for like a week between when she ran it and when she posted, which is fine. You post in your own time, but she waited like a week. She was hospitalized for her kidney infection, whatever. So she, she makes a post and the majority of the post was pictures of her and Zach. Like the photo set was like seven pictures and five of them were her and Zach. And in the caption, she said like, Z, thank you for training me. Thank you for whatever multiple pictures of her and Zach, like kissing her on the cheek, being so cute. Like not somebody, if I'm mad, my boyfriend was yelling at me during the marathon. Then my picture from the marathon is of just fucking me. Me. Yeah. Right. So she posts a photo set that has him in it multiple times. And then like two days later, it breaks that they broke up. So my thing with it is it's like, I want to let her talk. I want to let her tell us why they broke up. 
because there have been breakup rumors about them in the past. So this may have been a recurring issue that maybe she hasn't publicly addressed before. But to be like, it's about the marathon. It's about him yelling at her. Like, no, he was in her marathon post numerous times. Like, let's just not, why are we taking it at such surface level? And it's also like, someone said like she was uncomfortable and wanted to walk and he wouldn't let her okay if she needed to walk she could have walked I'm like and that's not to say like blame women like no it's like it's when you're running if you absolutely have to walk you can walk nobody yelling at you or telling you not to walk is going to stop you from walking physically (laughs) right like that's physically what your body has to do and there were all these this all this shit about him yelling at her and like I'm like she wouldn't have broken up with him for that like there is something else. Yeah. Like, and hey, if babe, there's something else, maybe not okay. run marathons together anymore. Right. What have been like, the it's conversation. Like, exactly. It's like the fact, like she hasn't talked about it. So we don't know actually what happened, why it happened, whatever. But the rumors are driving me crazy because I'm like, at this point, yes, I do think that they are broken up, but I would also just like to hear from them and not from all these fucking shitty yeah. influencers being like, well, I heard it was this, like, shut up. Like, yeah. you don't know anything. <laughs> so you don't know more uh, than me. And I know nothing. Don't know, so. I don't know anything, but you don't know anything also. Um, so yeah, they have broken up. That's very devastating. Also, Katie Thurston is dating the man of my DMs, John the Bartender. <laughs> when you're um the guy that you talk to very briefly start goes back to his ex and she is the bachelorette very much an experience very much something very much something to unpack but like that's kind of iconic for you yeah I kind of like love clout so that's like, like really your cool. competition was the bachelorette yeah it was like either me or the bachelorette and then I started dating some guy named Ryan from Florida and he started dating the bachelorette oh my so, god like <laughs> we both win um but yeah that news broke and I was like Damn. And I, I put me and Blake Moynes on the same, the same position. I was like, we're both going through it, my guy. <laughs> Ryan's like, we're literally dating. And you're like, but we're literally, we've literally been dating for months. I'm like, no, like, who are you? <laughs> like, no, 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 like, DM'd I DM'd him twice. No, but yeah, this guy DM'd me twice. Like, I don't know who you are, you know? Um, so they are dating, and which you is know the worst part about him. You DMing him twice. Katie was the one that said his DMs were open. Yep. It's her fault. It's her fault. But also the worst part is that like, they definitely like, she definitely like emotionally cheated on Blake. And like, I don't like Blake Wines. I'm not a Blake Wines apologist. I'm not a fan, but that's so fucked up, Katie. (laughs) Yeah. And like had this guy, had this guy on a string for like a year, like or less, but like a while. And then Blake Wines mom Oh, was like messy. so in the tea like people were commenting on like the e-news posts that Blake and Katie broke up and like that then Katie and John were dating and people like random people were commenting like oh she must have emotionally cheated on Blake like what kind of person does this and Blake's mom was in the comments liking all the comments and I she was, was like, like so true <laughs> she's such a messy bitch I love her so anyway that's the bachelor Blake nation news Moyne's mom is a messy bitch who lives for drama and that is why we would be her friend. The other thing that's annoying about John the bartender dating Katie is like he'll never be a guest on this podcast now. And like that right, was like, we in had the a cards, right? It was like in the cards. I was trying to like ease into it, and I was like dating Katie. I'm like, bro, he'll never come on. <laughs> he, he is like too important now. 
And that's so annoying because he used to be not important at all. He got sent home night two before. Like, come on. Like, you know? Ed was more important. Yeah. Well, I'm working on it. <laughs> you know what? Let's go back to the drawing board. Ed? <laughs> Absolute brick wall, Ed. Hey, Ed. Don't listen to any of our past episodes, but do you want to come on our podcast? Like, when I said um, he looked like a Madame Tussauds wax figure. Don't listen to that one, Ed. We said we look, he looked like he was CGI'd onto the beach. Like, I definitely, we shouldn't have him on. But I will still try. So anyway, with that said, that's the Bachelor Nation news. That's the last two weeks of episodes recapped for you. You're welcome. It was eight hours long. Adam, please cut this down. Um, um, and- to, to, to recap two episodes, I drank like half a Magnum bottle of wine. So I hope yeah. that you guys all- Yeah, I had most of a double bottle left. So definitely a full bottle uh, is in me right now. Um, <laughs> and I got to pee like a racehorse. So <laughs> we said- love you all. If you're looking to end your year strong, maybe you just got your Spotify wrapped and we're in your top five and you're just feeling so generous. Go leave us a review, please. I'll Venmo you. Go share it to your story. Share it on your social media. Be like, my favorite podcast ever. These two bitches are so annoying. I love them. You know, (laughs) these two say it. Um, Just go, go leave us a review, subscribe, follow us on Instagram. So the podcast is called Don't Insult My Intelligence. The Instagram is Don't Insult My Podcast. Um, and if you're really feeling angry, like you're really looking to start a fight, go Instagram DM our boyfriends, all the shit we talk about them because they don't, yeah, they don't listen. (laughs) (laughs) Let them know. Um, anyway, love you so much. And we will talk to you next week. It's getting juicy out here in Michelle's season. Finally, then we're at literally the fantasy suites. (laughs) We're a juice. We're a juice season, baby. All right. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Swallow.